everybody, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fighting Goat. My name is Arjun Chipulkati, aka Mystic Chips, and I'm joined by my buddy Somesh, the Superhuman Camera. And we bring to you episode two of the Fighting Goat. If you haven't seen it yet, check out episode one. It aired last week only on the IBM Podcast Network. Guys, we are back. Somesh, brother, how's it going? We had a great Sunday yesterday. Tons of fights took place this week. It's been crazy. Well, it's absolutely fantastic. In fact, what a week it has been. Episode 2 and we start off with UFC 259. In fact, Arjun, if you see all the promos of UFC 259, hmm. it hmm. starts off with Peter Yan versus Sterling and moves upwards. The audience have absolutely forgotten that the main card started off with a dynamic fight between Thiago Santos and Alexander Rakic. Alright, man, that all those fights were absolute fire, which is why we would like to present to you drum roll the MMA week that was. We're going to decide, we're going to talk about all the fights that took place in this entire week. We're going to talk about all the fights that took place in general. Like I think I saw one dog fighting outside also. So um, <laughs> we're talk about that in much in much more detail as we get ready. But yeah, let's start off with so much. Let's going to start. I want us to. I want you to kick us off with uh, UFC 259. Last night we were in the studio. Uh, we were, you know, we were doing the ultimate guide to the UFC, which we do with Sony, and we had a great show. We had a great response. The fans went crazy for the card. So let's get us started. Tell us what happened in that fight. In that first man. What a banger of a main card, Arjun. It started off with Alexander Rakic versus Thiago Santos from the American <laughs> top team. And in fact, there were a lot of people from India who were calling Rakic, Rakesh. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, they, called it, it was, they made it Santosh versus Rakesh. Yeah, so and <laughs> Santos became Santosh. So eventually, the joke that was roaming around was Santosh versus Rakesh in the light heavyweight division, which is 205 pounds. And what a promo and what a build-up. It was more of both of them, unfortunately, knocking off Jimmy Manua. And that was a highlight reel for both of them. But the fight didn't live up to the expectation. It went the distance. Alexander Rakic got the decision, but not a very good start for a good pay-per-view, Arjun. Now, see, the thing is now, we, like we discussed this, we always say this, sometimes when you have uh, two guys who are absolute dynamite, sometimes the bomb doesn't go off. Absolutely. Just like you've said in the past. And uh, I think that's what happened because both these guys knew they were so highly skilled. They were so uh, evenly matched up that they were both hesitant to pull the trigger because they know they can knock each other out very quickly as well. Because both these guys have incredible stopping power. And especially uh, Santos, who is, you know, who's taken on John Jones. But I think it's, I think the the surgeries are wearing on him though now. I think, you know, when you have two torn out knees and you repair them and you take like a year and a half off, it's going to show, it's going to, there's, there are, you're, ne- you're never going to be the same again. Very true. Very true. And uh, in fact, coming on to the next fight, which... Are brother, it was uh, Drew Dobrev taking on Islam Makachev. And Islam Makachev... Of, if you guys don't know him, they call him Khabib 2.0 because he is literally the prodigy of Khabib Nurmagomedov. When it comes to wrestling and grappling, he is one of the top prospects in that lightweight division. Very true. But Arjun, do you think Islam Makachev lived up to the hype of Khabib and especially when Khabib was in his corner? Hmm. No, see, the thing is, look, dude, you can't compare the two. It's like comparing, you know, Sachin Tendulkar to Seba or anybody, you know, it's they're two different people. Yes. He's trying to mirror it, but there will always be only one Khabib. There will always be one Khabib. Well, 
you know, it's very unfair because a lot of people compare Arjun Tendulkar to Sachin Tendulkar. People <laughs> compare Rohan Gavaskar to his father, Sunil Gavaskar. Correct. But, you know, but sometimes the shoes <clears throat> are little too big to fit into. And there's just Pedro. way, you know, there's way too much pressure on that fighter to actually perform and finish the way his prodigy actually does. But honestly, uh, yeah, I mean, Props to Islam Makachev. He absolutely dominated his opponent, Drew Dauber. Drew Dauber came in smiling, but didn't go back smiling. He was, <laughs> you know, a good way to put it. <laughs> you know, he was he was arm triangled. It was a very innovative technique where he didn't really choke him out, but he actually squeezed his Adam's apple. So it's exactly. termed as an arm triangle, but it it was it like was, a because one, it was one in that flu. neighborhood. Yeah, you know, it was it like was, a one flu arm triangle kind of situation. So it, it was, it, it's funny. So an arm triangle is where you pin an opponent's own arm against his neck and you squeeze yes. from the other side, constricting the breathing while you apply pressure on that side and you turn around and you tighten it. And this was the thing is that that guy is so bloody strong. Where he He's didn't need to go to strong. the other side. He just pivoted his shoulder in and choked him out. And Drew Dober, I mean, look, it's, you know, you're not going to compete with that kind of grappling very easily. You have to be special to be able to compete with that kind of grappling. You have and to be world-class for that. Super duper. And dude, but these guys make Division A wrestlers look like children. Right. That's no tall order. But I'll tell you what, moving on now. Now we hit the entire title fight segment. We've got three title fights coming up. But first off, we're going to hit our, in the bantamweight division, the champ, Peter Ryan, took on the number one contender, Aljamain Sterling. Now, the fight was going on very well. Uh, to give you the result, um, Aljamain Sterling won, but it was not a win. It was a disqualification due to an illegal knee that was thrown by his opponent. So in that case, if the fighter cannot continue, the belt goes to the winner. And that was actually something that we learned about as well, because I disagree with that. I mean, you know, you take away two points, you take away three points, but you don't, forgive me for saying this, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for it, but that is the definition of a paper champ. Yes, yes. In fact, it was a disqualification, an illegal knee that Peter mm. Yarn landed on Aljamain Sterling in round four at four and a half minutes. In fact, Arjun, you know, a lot of people, including Dimitris, Mighty Mouse Johnson, Henry Suhodo, actually disagreed with that because Aljamain Sterling was sitting in that squatted position. He was on his knees for about exactly. 12 seconds. 12 seconds? That's doing nothing and waiting for Peter Yan to make a mistake. He was, you know, it was almost like luring him in to do something illegal. Do you think that was a fair decision? To, I, I mean, see, see, I'm not, I'm not contesting the disqualification. I'm saying, ah, the fact, no, I'm saying the fact that, okay, you know, it was an illegal knee, but does the belt have to change hands? No, that's it. This is what I find complete. This is what I say to paraphrase uh, Khabib. This is number one bullshit. And <laughs> I will say that for this all the time. Because look, man, it's like everybody was so dumbfounded by this incident. It's because Aljamain Sterling before this fight was this budding challenger who had been on a winning streak, who had a lot of fan support. And he's literally gone from lovable budding challenger to public enemy number one because right. of his antics. Look, you know, in football, there is something called diving. And, you know, it's, it's, it's over-exaggerating an injury. And right. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he's over-exaggerating anything because that would be arrogant and rude of me to say so. But that being said, it's, you know, it's such a weird situation because the whole world felt that way. It's not just us. I think everybody from the fighters to fans alike, he needs to do something about it quickly because he's taking a lot of flack. I think I, if I was Aljamain Sterling, stay off the internet for a couple of weeks. 
<laughs> well, in fact, let me remind the viewers that there was a similar situation uh, between Jorge Rivera, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Jorge was- Rivera. Jorge Rivera versus Michael Bisping, where Jorge Rivera got illegally kneed on the face by Michael Bisping. But he came back and he said, I want to continue to fight. I will not accept the disqualification. And uh, if you can just remind me, was that for the title fight, Arjun? No, no, no. It was Michael Bisping's way up. He was, And it was Jorge Rivera's chance to take on a very big contender. Okay, but- okay. But what I found in that fight was, see, look, sometimes illegal knees happen. Sometimes, in you know, intentional knees happen. But I think it's what you do from that position because Jorge Rivera was losing that fight anyway. Right. So he could have copped out and said, no, I don't want to fight. He could and by missing would have gotten disqualified. But right. the fact that he took the five, six minutes, the referee probably gave him a little extra because, you know, that's the thing when, you know, fighters want to fight and the doctor said, Doctor even went against it, but that was that. This is what Sumesh and I keep talking about. It's that old school mentality, that pride mentality. That these guys just were like ready to give everything. And anything so what I'm trying to say to. is that the old school Jorge Rivera kind of fighters want to fight. They don't really care about winning, losing. That comes secondary. The Correct. first thing is to come there and put up a show for the fans and fight. Correct. And that's what you remember the pride days. For the you know like like in football where you get red carded and yellow carded, there was a card yeah. system used for inactivity. So if they saw a fighter, like for example, if Aljamain Sterling did that stuff in pride, firstly he would have been soccer kicked to the face ten times by that point. But right. if he had pulled that shit, he would have gotten yellow carded at least. Well, Arjun, I got a lot of messages uh, on my Instagram and on my phone where people noticed the fact that when Michael Bisping need uh, Jorge Rivera, it was right. a matter of a split second. So he went down on his knee and uh, Michael Bisping kneed him on his face. But in this particular situation, if you noticed, Aljamain Sterling was there like a sitting duck for almost 12 seconds. Peter Yan was waiting to see as to how he can strike him. And was it more of instinct or gut instinct that went in Peter Yan and he gave him the knee? Or was it intentional? What do you feel about that? See, the thing is, I don't think anybody does it intentionally ever. You know, you don't intentionally break rules. It happens, it happens. Like I break signals all the time. I mean, do I do it intentionally? Yeah, sometimes. If it's like two in the morning, then definitely. It's fully intentional. <laughs> but the thing is that when you're fighting, when you're Mumbai- fighting in the cage... <laughs> Mumbai police ko please tag karo ye episode mein. Eh, nahi, nahi, yaar, please. Mat maar, yaar, please. Already log baut maarne ko hai. Ye Farhad bhi ke. I mean, we're going to be interviewing uh, Mohamed Farhad today. And I'm pretty sure he'll want to hit me as well. <laughs> I am so excited, ladies and gentlemen. In the next segment, we have Mohamed, India's rising star. India's rising star, Mohamed Farhad coming in. So stay tuned. But before that, let us continue the conversation between <laughs> Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan and the very unfortunate disqualification. No, but you know, the thing is that it's been done to death now. We've been talking about it. It's been, it's been happening. It's been 24 hours since the entire incident. And it's more than anybody. I think his fans will never let him forget it. But I'll say one thing. Peter Yan, I think whatever it was, his wrong instructions from his corner, he is, he will, this is, a, this is going to be the costliest mistake he's ever made. Costliest mistake because he's now lost his belt. But it will be a travesty if they don't give him a title shot immediately because he was winning four rounds out of five. Clearly, 
Clearly, he was winning four rounds. So that is what we think on the Fighting Goat, exclusively produced by IBM Podcast. And guys, Arjun, if you don't agree with us, feel free to hit us up on IBM Podcast handle on our Instagram and social media handles, which we will give you at the end of the show. So stay tuned. But Somesh, please do continue with now the women's featherweight division. Oh my God! You saw that wow. fight? That was just. The women's featherweight oh. division where we had the two-division champion, Amanda, the Lioness Nunes, take on the Australian, Megan Anderson. Arjun, was it satisfying that both of us got this right? <laughs> especially, especially because of the prize and the winning. <laughs> because of the prize that we get, exclusively sponsored by IVM Podcast. To uh, quote uh, Nick Diaz, where you at, Cyrus? Where you at, Cyrus? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if Arjun and me get our guesses correct, we have been promised that we can punch Cyrus Brocha in his arm. Arm or, or you know, anywhere else. He won't feel it in the army. I've seen him. He's become ridiculously ripped. You know what? In fact, in fact, See, Cyrus Brocha at 49 has never looked this fit and this good. I mean, I'm actually, you know, he's actually looking younger. He's looking he younger. Is. I mean, he's looking you know, younger. He's looking so fit. It's unbelievable. You know, it's crazy. So you know what? Instead of instead of punching him, let us just leg kick him. Ah, leg kick. Leg kick is better. Or better, you know what? We should take bodybuilding tips from him because clearly he has something to teach us. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yes. Absolutely yes. Now coming back to the fight, Amanda yeah. Nunes versus Megan Anderson. She was absolutely not. I mean, she was not even in the fight. Like to be honest, she was she was not even in the fight. It was such a beautiful. Um, she was. Um, it was. It's, it's, you know, I, I know. I know. So, Mesh, we're all at a loss for words. It is <laughs> the fact that Megan Anderson what? took the fight was a big deal. Was it? Was it an armbar? Was it a triangle? What was it? Dude, it was a modification. So when she got her down, she was. She had got her down. She was in mount. She turned around and she put on a triangle. Triangle is where you literally you cross over your legs in an attempt to choke out your opponent from the bottom. It's traditionally done from the bottom position. Where you are on your back and you cross your knees, your your right leg or your left leg goes across the head, head and locks underneath the underneath the knee, and you hold the arm, you trap the arm, and that's how you squeeze the person. You know, in fact, the air out of them. That is and such a beautiful that- description. That's such a beautiful <laughs> description because uh, a triangle choke is very difficult to explain via words. You need to see what yeah, it is. It's so very hard. Please go to YouTube and type triangle choke. And see the various forms of triangle chokes. There are reverse triangle chokes from or the just bottom, wait, from the top. Or just wait know. a couple of weeks. You know, it's, it's, we're going to be putting up a great video of us uh, doing some techniques. Um, especially sparring and, and jiu-jitsu. So, stay tuned. You might see something there as well. You might stay tuned to see me getting choked out. I think that's what a lot of fans <laughs> want to see anyway. But, <laughs> moving on. But you know what the thing is that Megan Anderson, I think that fight was over with that first punch that Amanda threw. That right hand that she clocked her with. I mean, it was it was hard to watch from that point. But Arjun, so you know, it has been a history that people underestimate the power of a very lean bantamweight one thirty five pound fighter. When she moves up to one forty five, there's there's not too much, uh, you know, physical appearance is not very different. You know, Amanda Nunes no. is pretty much the same at bantam and at featherweight appearance wise. But each and every fighter that she has faced has a different expression on their face when she lands the first right. And here, with Megan Anderson, there was, it was very, very clear. The first punch she took, her eyes lit up and she had that little school kid kind of you know, look in those eyes. We knew it was done. We knew it was done right there. 
it was it was a it was a great clinical performance and amanda congratulations what a you know we we talked a lot of people you know discussed after this that 145 division which doesn't have too many contenders so should it be shut down etc but it's you know it's not amanda's fault that nobody wants to fight her it's not her fault there is just no people stepping up so props Absolutely. to megan anderson man she uh, she uh, stepped up to fight somebody who a lot of people didn't want to fight even experienced kickboxers like jamendra randomy who was i think uh, so much correct me if i'm wrong she was stripped of the belt because she said no right she was in fact let me remind uh, our listeners out here that a gdr jamendra randomy was offered a fight versus uh, amanda nunes and she declined to defend her belt versus amanda nunes and hence she was stripped off the belt shit who can blame her man <laughs> i mean come you know, on it's like okay come on like tomorrow would you step up to face francis nagano for the belt no no never <laughs> i don't care nahi mujhe nahi chahiye belt i'm good i'm good i will always be number one contender it's cool i'll be the gatekeeper of the number one contender area nahi <laughs> nahi so yeah you know so that was that was absolutely fantastic because the first fight aljamain sterling versus peter yan i somesh kamra got it wrong uh, arjun chipalkati won this round amanda nunes we both agreed on it and in fact we predicted that before round 2 it's going to end because amanda wants to go to her daughter and let's go on to the literally main... she was on a train huh? she literally it looked like she wanted to leave she was like ha okay chalo ho gaya give me my baby Yeah, <laughs> he was before That, she entered the cage. She was holding the baby. She yeah. gave the baby to her to her partner. Went inside, kicked her ass, came out. Give me my baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And let us move on to the main event of the evening: the super fight between the, the one super fight, the one eighty five middleweight champion Israel Adesanya taking on moving up a weight category and taking on the light heavyweight champion Jan Blakovich. How was that? Oh man, that was—it's you know, guys. Sometimes you know, uh, you know, we as I've been a commentator for many years. Somesh has been an analyst. It's we've talked and talked and talked about fights, but there are some fights that's that sometimes you know there are no words that I can explain the kind of war that went down between these two men. It was just one of those things where you we were sitting on the edge of our seats. Uh, my heart was beating fast because of you know it felt like that pin was about to drop any time because we knew Jan Blahovich can turn anybody's lights off with one shot. and we knew that israel adesanya is a special person he's a special fighter and anything can happen with him and he's so explosive and dynamic and that matchup was so intriguing to begin with but this is i think one thing was proven at the end of that fight is that weight classes exist for a reason and when you move up in weight you have to be ready it's not going to be just moving up in weight you got to move up you got to plan for it you got to build up a body for it like how john jones is doing he's been he's been planning for 2 years to move to heavyweight and you look at him now now he's a genuine heavyweight absolutely yes in fact that's a very very valid point because jan plakovic may be walking around at about maybe 240 pounds he must be coming down to mm. 205 and on fight day he may be about 225 pounds israel adesanya on the other hand may be walking at I don't know, maybe about two or five. You know, he comes down to one eighty-five, and for this fight, he was two hundred and five pounds. So he was pretty much at his walking weight. He thought he would run over Jan, but man, once it went to the ground, Arjun, the, it oh. changed completely. The fight changed completely from round four and round five. It was, it was, and and you know the, when we saw the judges' scorecards, though, but that, which was complete bullshit in my opinion. You know, what is forty-nine, forty-five, forty-nine, forty-six? Guys, firstly, all fights are scored on a ten-point scoring system. so it's it's so the fighter can either get 10 or 9 depending on his position sorry 9 or 8 depending on his position 9 or less basically 9 or less exactly 
nine or less uh, depending on the position so if uh, for example when you score a fight it's usually 10 9 10 9 9898 it depends on how the scoring is done but the disparity was ridiculous because i gave the first two rounds to izzy i gave the Easily. last two rounds to yan that third round was a toss up and it could have gone either way so at at max that fight was the 48 47 I com- I completely agree with that. I completely agree. But in fact, you know, I'm going to be fl- uh, like facing a lot of flack for this. But after John Jones has left this category, somehow the two or five division has become very very exciting. You know, where we are seeing finishes, we are seeing action. And in <laughs> fact, this was a five round fight that went to the decision, and it was not boring. It was not boring at all. Because the thing is, with John Jones, you no, know, the the trouble is he will take two rounds to figure you out, and once he starts figuring you out. then it's just a slow methodic destruction he'll take your knees out he'll take your legs out he'll take you down he'll wear you out it's the problem with john jones after you fight john jones you need to take a year off <laughs> literally because you're like you're so tired it's like even fighting khabib once you go if you go five rounds with khabib holy shit dude i want to sleep for a month after that i want to sleep up for a month after watching the fight <laughs> But you're just so tired. The amount of Absolutely. beating he give, these people give you, they put they put on, they don't they they they're not there to knock you out. See, like I would if somebody asked me a question, okay, so Michelle, I'll play the same game with you. Would you rather Would you rather wrestle five rounds with Khabib or get knocked out by Nganu in one punch? Uh, I would rather get knocked out by Nganu in one punch because that's lesser pain for me. Correct. No, no. See, for with his one punch, I'll just wake up fresh later. I might have a little bit of a headache at maximum. <laughs> With Khabib, I'll see it coming for at least a few minutes. Right. That horrible, right. that horrible wrestling. I'll see it coming. Same thing with Jones. Jones would knock me out instantly. He will. He'll make me suffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Yes. So that concludes what we had to speak for UFC. No, that was brother. That was exactly. That was just UFC 259. But in the world of boxing, we had Saul Canelo Alvarez. Taking oh, on Abney Ildrim, who I uh, who you know again is when you talk about we keep talking about the goats. The show is called the Fighting Goat, and I don't think in in I think right now in the boxing universe, if you, you Canelo Alvarez is absolutely the goat. The way with which the ease in with which he dispatched of Abney Ildrim in the third round was just something to watch. Now, Somesh, tell me something. Now, a lot of fans and fighters around the world say you know that was not the best fight to make. in the first place do you uh, agree with that well see whilst i completely agree with that arjun there you know see the boxing weight categories are very different from the mma weight categories Correct. so there are so many contenders in each weight categories and one boxer can move four or five categories up or down pretty easily so you know in fact if you look at the world of boxing right now very unfortunately i feel the sport is dying a slow death where people are just not getting into it the promoters are just not promoting it enough there's not enough action there's not enough meat out there you know and honestly there are there are no contenders apart from the heavyweight category where we may have two or three contenders the other weight categories do not really have stars in the making so who do we fight who do, you know who do the champions fight Yeah, and see, that, that's the thing. You're absolutely right. It's this. There is just a lack of contenders, is what you're saying. I mean, there are fighters yes. who are coming up, but I think, uh, see, I, I think you know, Dana White has been saying this for years that you know the sport is evolving. MMA is an evolution of boxing. You know, I mean, not just boxing. It just it brought all the forms together. It brought karate, kickboxing, Muay Thai, sambo, jujitsu. All these forms were brought together to create MMA. And as I, I, 
you know, in totality, see, there will always be purist boxing fans. But I think more and more fans are moving towards MMA now. Because well, boxing, well, natu- well, naturally so. Because isn't the sport more exciting? Isn't it growing? You know, the entire the entire aura of the sport, and also it comes down to broadcasting rights. In fact, all the MMA organizations, so be it Bellator, be it M1, be it One Championship, or the UFC, they come on Indian TV. Can you tell me which no. proper boxing promotion has a deal with Indian TV? Absolutely not. They don't have it because way back in the 90s, it used to come on HBO. But that is true. because true. that is because there used to be that one or two huge fights happening every year. Honestly, at this point of time, we're seeing exhibition matches. You know, there is you know there is Floyd Mayweather going to uh, you know Japan and fighting some absolute novice out there just for an <laughs> exhibition match. You know, I'm honestly that that for me is absolutely ridiculous. You know, we will you know we will never see you know Stipe Miocic going in some part of Russia for an exhibition match. That's not happening. I think then Sage Northcut do that. <laughs> well, I think he was called Sage Knockout. ज <laughs> It was a bad choice. So coming back to uh, Canelo Alvarez, the fight was incredible. He knocked out his opponent in the third round. He made it look easy. Guys, you take a look at it. Uh, if you don't know where to watch it, you can watch it on DAZN. That's D A Z N. That's where most of the boxing happens. And um, I think that's I think the last. That's how I want to come to you, Somesh. A lot of you said rightfully there are there are no places to watch boxing, and I think DAZN is the only place to watch it now because HBO Absolutely. doesn't show in India. Nowhere else. Absolutely yes. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of. Round one. We are moving on to round two. Arjun, man, we have Mohammad Farad with us coming. Yes, I can't wait, guys. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned for round two when we interview India's own rising star and prospect, Mohammad Farad. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fighting Goat. My name is Arjun Mystic Chipulkati. I'm with Sobe Superhuman Camera, and we have a real surprise for you. Today, we are doing an interview with one of India's rising prospects, one of the best fighters that have come out from the subcontinent, who's fighting right now all across in the Middle East in Bahrain. Joining us is Mohammad Farhad, one of the coolest fighters. And ladies, believe me, this guy is a good-looking man. Not only can he fight, <laughs> he can also break hearts. So, I'd like to introduce my guests, Somesh and Parad. Somesh, my brother, how are you doing? It is so good to be here. Round one was fantastic. Round two, <laughs> I cannot wait to talk to Farhad, the rising prospect from India. Farhad, what an honor to have you on the show with us. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me in your show. Of course, That's yeah. Nice of course of course you know you are actually i'll tell you when we were deciding you know you know who we wanted to call who we wanted to talk to we decided that we must call the most good looking fighter that we know so we decided to call you <laughs> absolutely can we call him the most eligible bachelor from india <laughs> <laughs> nahi yaar look dude i don't i told you, you know he's told me backstage ki 
देख तू वीडियो पे है तो ठीक ठाक से सब बोल सामने सामने मिलेगा ना तू देख तू क्या होगा आई डोंट वांट टू डू दिस आई हैव ऑलरेडी गॉट माय एस किक बिफोर सो लेडीज एंड जेंटलमैन हियर वी हैव विद अस वन ऑफ द मोस्ट डायनामिक फाइटर्स फ्रॉम द सबकॉन्टिनेंट मोहम्मद फराद हु इज फाइटिंग इन ब्रीफ कॉम्बैट फेडरेशन 47 अगेंस्ट उलूमी करीम so for that tell us more about the fight what division it's in uh, how to this fight come into being uh, you know what are the matchmakers tell you uh, etc etc you know how did you prepare for it did you go uh, abroad for the camp did you uh, you know train in india what was it like it all started back in uh, 2019 when uh, brave took place in pakistan one of the event right and hmm. uh, i don't think so it took place in pakistan that way i'm sorry somewhere around uh, where the pakistani guy fought in that event his name was uh, mahmush raza okay right. after his win he started calling out an indian very aggressively oh okay. so yeah so after that the indian media caught him and uh, tagged me in the post and all like is farhad going to take this fight is farhad is going to accept this challenge or anybody right. else is mm. going to accept this challenge this call out from pakistan right so i was like oh uh, are you serious like now like e- even the pakistani guys are there in brave and fighting in brave right and they are calling out indians <clears throat> so we should have someone to accept the challenge right right See, this is the amazing uh, thing this is the amazing thing that farhad has immediately stepped forward and taken it upon himself there are you know a lot of fighters you know so much you and i have seen enough fighters around we've seen international fighters national fighters everywhere and there are very few fighters who responded to a call out that way So, but you know what, Arjun? I just feel so bad for the opponent suddenly. Huh? Are it? Who to gaya? I mean, uska to baat hi nahi. Because if you don't know who Mohammad Farad is, no, you must Google him. You must Google him and see his fight. No, you, you must, must just not be a fan of MMA, basically. Yeah. Acha, <laughs> 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 Farad, Farad. Uh, now that okay, we know your opponent, etc. And you know, we've seen your record. Long back, I think six years ago, you lost to Dhruv Chaudhary. Had happened, and then uh, you've been basically on a winning streak. The only last loss you had was, I think, three or four fights ago. and now you've been on a last two fight winning streak so mm-hmm. what is your plan for your upcoming fight what kind of fighter are you taking on is he a striker is he a grappler what is your strategy basically going into this fight now i know he called you and i know it's going to be a little bit of a emotional atmosphere but at the end of the day it's a sport so you still have to look at it strategically so what is going to be your plan the first time actually i'm stepping into the cage with the mindset of fighting three rounds i think that's the first time what i have planned to do is but uh, you can say that mahmoosh uh, when he called me out i checked some profile of indian fighters and there were two fighters in brave mahmoosh and ulumi karim mm-hmm. so i called out both the names let it be mahmoosh raza or ulumi karim because ulumi karim was in my weight category in the bantamweight division so i thought calling out his name also with that because he was also signed fighter with uh, and i really liked his performance also and he again uh, responded me that uh, i'm going to take this thing and let's do this and all then it became a mm-hmm. people's favorite fight and uh, coming back to the question like uh, if i say i'm prepared for three rounds of fight this time like mentally mm-hmm. that means i have done intense training after the lockdown i was off training totally out of shape started training on september then started doing my blind camp on january and then i got a call out from uh, brave combat federation surprisingly they gave me the opponent which came out to be pakistani so all this it happened 
Oh, that's oh, amazing. That's, that's incredible, amazing. Incredible. So, Farhan, in fact, is this event Asian domination? Is it about India versus Pakistan, or it's just called Asian domination because every you know all the fighters are from Asia? I think it's the second thing what you said. Okay. If it, okay. If it has been India versus Pakistan, then it would have been all the fighters in the red corner from India, and all Achha. the fighters from the like past then, like it, how it happened in SFL. Yes, yes, I remember this in Dubai. I think in uh, in 2014, it was on card, but it was completely designed that way. It was India versus Pakistan in Dubai, and uh, all the Indians were in the red corner. Correct, you're right. Yeah. Wow. But okay, that being said, now that you know you're looking forward to your fight, you're going to fight in a few days. Your mental state, your preparation. What do you do to you know? A lot of fans always ask. Look, we all know like fighters are some of the hardest working people in the world. The training is very grueling. It's very strenuous. Arey, yar, I remember I went to a training camp for two days. I lost five kilos wow. and came back. So it was horrible. I hated that life <laughs> because it's very strenuous. It's very, it's very difficult. But that being said, आपका जो mental state है, what do you, how do you prepare yourself mentally for this fight? Like you know, stepping into the cage, you know you're going to be fighting somebody. You know you're international. You know in front of millions of people watching at home. Especially आपके तो कंधों पे तो अभी now it's You you have accepted a challenge from somebody. So how do you prepare that mentally? That the cage is different, and training for the fight is totally different, and training for the fight camp is totally different. So that's what I have done this time. I prepared myself for the fight camp first, then I started doing the fight camp, and to get ready to step in the cage. So that was a very good question actually. Going in the fight camp, training for the fight is like going through hell. It's like that. So whenever I go down, like enough, man, I cannot do this anymore. Sida boxer Muhammad Ali, मुझे याद आते हैं. उनके उनका एक उनका एक कहावत मुझे याद आती है actually. He used to say that I hated every minute of training, but suffer now and live the rest of your life as champion. So when he beautiful, इतने इतने बड़े fighter हो के वो जब मेंटली डाउन हो सकते ही वॉज मेंटली सो स्ट्रॉन्ग जब वो ट्रेनिंग के अंदर मेंटली डाउन हो सकते हैं तो मैं तो छोटा मोटा फाइटर हूँ और उनकी ये कहावत को लेके मैं जो है अपने आप को मेरे अंदर एक मोटिवेशन आ जाता है और फिर मैं उठता हूँ बिकॉज आई हेट दिस ट्रेनिंग बट आई हैव टू बी प्रिपेयर फॉर वॉट आई हैव टेकन एज अ चैलेंज फराज सो प्लीज डोंट से दैट मैं छोटा मोटा फाइटर हूँ बिकॉज ट्रस्ट मी ऑलमोस्ट ऑल इंडियन फाइटर्स आर लुकिंग अप टू यू फॉर ब्रेव सी एफ and they look up to you as an elder brother as a mentor absolutely someone who they want to be like in the next few years so ladies and gentlemen i would not agree with that farad is one of the most hard working guys that i know one of the most down to earth fighters that i know but coming back to what he said about weight category farad fights in the bantamweight division which is the 135 pound category he's going to be facing karimi on 11th of march and farad you mentioned something called blind camp in january can you tell us more about the blind camp what exactly is the blind yeah, camp yeah what is a blind i've never heard that term what is the blind camp as in uh, when i was training started training uh, on september there was a brave event which hmm. was about to take place in russia huh. and right. then i checked everything about the visa thing the covid situation and all and it turned out to be that in russia it was uh, in some places it was minus 45 to 50 degrees celsius wow and right, right. we indian are not uh, capable of training and like in a one month my body won't adapt that even if i do the training camp over there 
right my body won't adapt that uh, atmosphere that weather and it will be like very much hard and low injurious for me to fight so what i did mm. is i skipped that event and then i started training without taking any fight because this covid situation the event the brave event or any event they might give a short notice time for the fighters that oh we are doing an event all right are you ready to fight so i thought let's start with the camp so i named that camp as a blind camp okay okay now Very i get thank you so much farad i get that statement of a blind camp now which actually leads me to my next question farad now because of this now this chitya pandemic has completely fucked up for everybody which has been really really bad you seen the world how it's adapted most sports went down so the point is that i wanted to know seriously how have you when you say you've been blind training you've been in a blind camp how did you manage to find sparring partners how did you manage to find training partners especially with you know you when you're worried about the pandemic you're worried about you know the closeness and the safety protocols i mean i can barely walk from here to here wearing a mask let alone do jiu jitsu so exactly so first of all i when i started the camp i started with my master ashraf gan sir he is having a typical old school type of uh, training hmm. uh, which i love doing both kind of training old school and new method i used to train in mountains and all when i started and in the gym also old and new mixed he gave me training he built up my stamina strength agility endurance and all mm-hmm. and then after that as you said that i needed partners training partners for that so i found out that my old training partner chaitanya gavali are he has he has opened a gym in mumbai acha yeah so and his camp was active oh really as, as he was having all amateur guys training huh. for the upcoming amateur fights event so i was lucky at that time and then i contacted him and he said oh i would be happy to help brother come in and i was sure that if the camp is happening or there it would have been happening with all all safety because these guys also wanted to fight and all of course everybody would have taken the safety measures i went in and uh, i started my two weeks camp over there which was a very great fine tuning in my and brushing in my skills again for the grappling thing and then after that like this camp according to my master was two weeks in bombay and one week off one week off i take and i do my own brushing up skills and all so i prefer doing that coming to bangalore instead of staying in bombay and do this one week training with uh, my guys in bangalore hmm. so munir was my training partner yes, my yes, main I saw that abdul in. munir is has been training god i remember he's been he's also a veteran <laughs> of the sport yeah actually so he was my main training partner in bangalore and chaitanya gavali was my main training partner in mumbai so striking and grappling old school new school hmm. like i've done a great camp for this fight like i was pre ready that's very good that's very good to hear you oh, know that's, it's, it's that's very amazing. good to hear when a fighter says that they've had a great camp you know so much you know a lot of fighters go into fights with a lot of injuries anyway and uh, you know your body is sore etc so it's rare to hear a fighter says that he's absolutely healthy and he's going in you know injury free and has you had know, a good camp you know let me let me just point out uh, one very important thing what uh, for actually two very important things that farad said uh, in this uh, conversation one is the fact that you know for an international fight the fighters can do a camp in india most fighters from india think they need to go to thailand or they need to go to america to have a great fight camp but ladies and gentlemen that's not the truth if you actually want to have a good fight camp 
for an international fight you can Absolutely. do it from india itself so farad thank you so yeah. much for mentioning that and second point what farad rightly <laughs> said is that before getting or before saying yes to any mm-hmm. fight it's very important to do some background work you know so if right. farad would have said yes to the russia fight honestly minus 45 is not easy so when i was in russia <laughs> i think about maybe about 6 7 8 years back it was minus 8 and i felt you know it was like minus 50 out there it was that cold but when i actually saw the temperature on my watch it was just minus 8 you know it just goes to shows what a seasoned fighter is capable of for that coming crazy. to my next question what do you think of your opponent karimi and how is it that you're going to beat him i predict knockout <laughs> many people are predicting that actually a knockout huh. uh, which i also specialized in Mm-hmm. Let's see how it goes. I want to enjoy every moment of this event actually. Super. And uh, I know he's a technical fighter. He's not like uh, you know only who is talking and just an aggressive guy. Mm. Uh, he trains. He talks, he trains. He's well-rounded opponent for me this time who specializes in striking and grappling together. Mm. And I am the one who always practice in all aspects. As an MMA fighter I've learned to do that. I've been doing like crazy, crazy wrestling, crazy jujitsu, crazy striking. So I'm ready for all type of challenges. And actually, this fight, my plan is to make more pressure on him. That will be a lot of pressure in the fight. That's what I've trained for three rounds. I'm prepared for three rounds, and I don't care if it goes all three rounds. I'm ready for whatever is coming. I'm bringing hell in the cage. I can say that. That's amazing. It's such a positive mindset, honestly, Farad. I wish I was with you in person, <laughs> cornering you for this fight. I wish I was that brave in, in not only in your corner to just see what's going on, but I wish we were both. Subesh and I were commentating this fight because I remember, <laughs> I remember doing. Uh, I would love that, man. I would have loved that if you guys would be there commentating. Seriously, I think you guys are the best in India. I think you guys. Thank brave you to so hire much. you guys for commentating. <laughs> Thank no, you so no, much. You're no, very, no, very no, sweet. No, 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 no. One sec. But if Farad is fighting, you know, we would say Farad, f- that bastard. Mar, sir, go mar, mar, mar. Kick him. Desi, Desi language में आ गए होते हैं. Desi like, अबे बिल्कुल यार. मुझे दो मिनट लगते हैं. आप जानते हो कि जब fight चालू हो जाता है, मैं तो मेरा तो चिल्लम चिल्ली चालू ही हुआ ही तो चालू हो जाता है मेरा. But coming, but you know what? I have to say this one thing. There's such a wave of good fighters coming out of india now and there are some of the fighters that came from the yesterday like you know fighting so much in india i think it all began in 2012 the boom of mma hit india with the super fight league and it attracted a lot of fighters but i love how the sport is growing today very true and guys like mohammad farad who have shown you know they've gone from fighting in body power expos to super fight leagues to now an international organization that is giving a chance to represent india on a global scale what's it, one it, of the fastest growing promotions in the world by correct, the way is brave, brave combat federation that's and, very true and honestly what a fantastic promotion to fight for it is it is incredible and i think uh, farad has a great opportunity he's going to go a long way because he's already a very talented fighter and uh, guys and he's young so if if you're tuning in you're listening to mohammad farad somesh and i only exclusively on the ibm podcast network and farad now enough i'm not going to talk to you about any more about your fight camp we know your camp has been great we know you're going to finish the guy abhi bol tu how many <laughs> girls message you on facebook instagram saying farad i want to come train with you 
that's really lot of right question to ask if my wife <laughs> so you're surprised i'm already a married man now <laughs> if my wife yeah. see this mera shaadi ho gaya no worries for are you serious are three girls painted outside just now just now <laughs> just i can see from my window <laughs> no i think uh, i already broke all these hearts what you're saying two years mm. back <clears throat> yes two years back i got uh, married congratulations and, congratulations congratulations life. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so Very much. Very good. That's amazing. In fact, Farad, what does your wife and what do your in-laws think about you being a professional fighter and you being in this business? Because not too many people deal with that, you know. So when you're in the Western Very countries, true. you know, yes, there are a lot of fighters, a lot of promotions, amateur, professional. But in India, you know, when you first time, you know, like say for the first time you met, you know, your in-laws and your wife must have introduced you that you know this is Muhammad Farad and he's a professional fighter. what do they think about it and how are they dealing with this positive mindset of yours oh they are very much uh, supportive like my family they stay in dubai right uh, oh. for a quite some time right. and when i go to bombay my in-laws are very much supportive for me my wife and all she likes she prepares for me everything like i miss her a lot when i'm away from her you know she is a big right. support for me and when my in-laws is there they are big bigger support my all diet plan and everything whatever whatever i need for the camp everything is just set and ready i just need to focus on my camp that's it you know so they've been very supportive all the time you know farad after looking at you know you told us that your wife helps you with your diet and is a great support especially i am interested in the diet part what does she feed you because you're always so fit obviously you're a fighter you have to be fit but jo bhi jo diet hai na mujhe pass karo please please tell your wife to share the recipe with me so i will make it for myself because i don't have a wife <laughs> <laughs> for that recipe actually i only trained her like what Achha. all i need what all you do i i took some time to what is your uh, favorite khana when you're not fighting what is your favorite khana like what do you want to eat like jo you know raat ko jab 12 baje you know you come back from a party or something and you want to eat something <laughs> like like for example if i'm coming back from a party i want maggi at 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> wow <laughs> what do you eat <laughs> maggi maggi is a good food sometimes uh, normally you can say i'm i love eating barbecue and i love eating uh, biryani but i'm a big sweet tooth also with that i oh. love chocolates i'm a big sweet tooth so i actually from now i'm planning to change all that thing and be on a more fitter lifestyle uh, i don't more need more fit food. lifestyle khud ko dekha hai i just saw some instagram <laughs> post of you showing abs you know it's people it's because of people like you know that we people i, I feel horrible अभी मैं चार दिन के लिए खाऊंगा नहीं आई वॉन्ट अ फिटर लाइफ स्टाइल ऑलरेडी फाइटर है ऑलरेडी एब्स है और क्या चाहिए You know, Arjun, but this is such a positive thing because, in fact, the last time I heard this kind of family support was uh, when Connor spoke about it. You know, and he spoke about how Dee Devlin and her family actually supported him throughout his journey. And look where he's reached. You know, we never know. Maybe this is the next Conor McGregor in the making. No, he's not. He's not going to be Conor McGregor, man. He's going to be better. He's already got the skills. He's got wow, the right Conor attitude. Conor McGregor is already such a <laughs> such a huge personality. I think if you're comparing me with guys like this, I think it's uh, I appreciate it a lot. But no, I'm a very small fighter in front of Conor McGregor. Farad, Farad. See, I understand you. See, that's also another good thing. Is the beauty of this is he's humble. His humility is amazing. You know, you're saying you're a small fighter, but look at where you are today. you're on a big stage fighting for an international promotion that's incredible you've come so far and we would like to somesh from on behalf of somesh and i think i'm really lucky 
Yeah. You're lucky, of course. But I'm, I'm saying on behalf of Somesh and I, we would absolutely, I'd love to say that we are absolutely proud of you. You have the support from all of us and all of the Indian MMA fans. And all we want to do is for you to be happy and to win. That's it. I felt that, brother. I felt that. You know, when India versus Pakistan ka fight came, so I thought that we are one billion one. Absolutely, you know, yes. From everywhere. Like I always had Munir to support me in my training thing and all. I always had for a long time. But as soon as they heard that I'm fighting international fight after this pandemic, wherever which corner they have, they did all type of support. And That's I'm very amazing. much happy with every Indian who supported me. Very true. That is so awesome to hear. Now getting to the last segment, Arjun. How is this fight going to end? Let us have our prediction. The crystal ball oh, predictions are coming yes. out right now. The so, mysticness is coming out now. <laughs> what do you think about Mohamed Farad versus Karimi? How is it going to end and in which round? See, knowing how Farad fights, the way he moves, he's light on his feet. He's very quick. He throws a power for a bantamweight. Right. So I think I'm going to see this, even though Farad is humbly saying that he's going to be, he's ready to fight for three rounds. But I don't think this goes the distance. I think Farad knocks him out in the second round. Oh, you know what? Surprisingly, for the first time, Mystic and me are on the same page. <laughs> I, I think it is a round two TKO and Mohamed Farad gets his hand raised and when he comes back to India, there are going to be garlands and a lot of people waiting for him. So, we cannot wait for this one. But he never Farad, picks up my phone here. See, he only answers people who basically have at least a flat tummy, you know. So that's why he answers me. I'm no no, I'm 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 telling you now only. I'm like, Farad, you come back to Bombay now, bus, I'm coming to train with you. Finished. <laughs> For two days, huh? <laughs> 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 For two days. <laughs> they're going to be seeing you in a hogging biryani and having vodka <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll be I'll be me and Farad will be outside having biryani and Farad's wife will come and smack me saying what are you doing diet will be anyways ladies and gentlemen that was an awesome segment with Amazing. India's rising prospect Mohamed Farad wish him through the IVM podcast, tag Mohamed Farad, tag IVM podcast, tag Fighting Goat, Arjun Chipalkati, and myself. And the message goes straight out to India's rising prospect, Mohamed Farad. Watch him fight in Brave 47 against Karimi. Also, guys, one more thing is that you must tag Farad in his post. You must go and contact him out. All your wishes, all the support that you want to give him, reach out to him directly. Farad, can you please quickly share with us all your social media details so that all the fans know how to contact you? Definitely, bro. Nowadays, I'm using Instagram more than Facebook. So, it's my ID is uh, Farhad MMA. Uh, you can definitely search and contact me through my profile. And if I have time, I'll definitely uh, respond back. And in Facebook, there is my page, Mohamed Farhad, MMA fighter. Uh, you can contact me through that also. Perfect. In Thank Twitter, you so I am active with the same ID, Farhad MMA. So you can contact me even there. Superb, superb. Guys, okay, thank you so much. This has been an amazing interview. You were in conversation with me, Somesh, and the awesome, super talented representative of our wonderful country taking on a biggest opponent in international scale, Brave 37. Mr. Mohamed Farah, thank you for being with us. We wish you the best of luck. 
Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break when we go into the MMA face-off. Get ready for round three as we go into Chips versus Kamra. Let's find out who won last week and let's find out what's going to happen this week. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to round three. And now this is going to get fun. We're going to do a quick fire round because guys, we've really gone on for a long, long time with our podcast today. We've talked a lot. Segment one and segment two was so much fun. We spoke to Farhad. He's such a great guy. And he's just an old, you know, he's what embodies a mixed martial artist. But chalo, now let's move on. And let me please tell everybody the results from last week's MMA face-off between Team Chips and Team Kamrae in. Okay, and signing uh, out. I'm signing no, out. No, I'm no, no. I, I, I wish we could tag our producer, uh, Suroini Jain. So if Suroini can come in and tell us who won, that would be amazing. Is she around? Can she come in? I don't think no. She's not coming in anytime now. No, she is. She is coming in. Thank you for rubbing the salt in my wounds. I have won. Team Chips has won. So, guys, all the fans, thank you so much for voting for me. How many of that did? You're going to get awesome T-shirts from me eventually. Once you leave your name and number and your address. One sec. Don't do that. Arjun's going to stalk you. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that all that doesn't matter. Team Chips won. Well, okay. You know what? Let me let me not be a sour loser. Arjun Chipalkati, congratulations for the beautiful victory uh, <clears throat> via disqualification. But uh, otherwise, hey, that, hey. <laughs> that was an excellent victory. And uh, <laughs> yeah, congrats. And let's see how this goes in the coming week. Are, yeah, the coming week also has incredible fights. Can you imagine? We're finally seeing Leon Edwards come back. We, I think it's a, so much is happening at the apex. Leon Edwards who was slated to face Hamza Chimaev. Sadly, yes. Hamza has been still affected by the after effects of COVID-19. Guys, please, just to inform you, please stay safe out there. Do not take on, you know, don't take any risks. Don't go out. Stay safe. Always wear a mask. And, you know, just, you know, listen to the government. Listen to the law. If they're telling you to do something, do it. Don't think you're brave and be a smartest because even the fittest, dangerous, toughest people in the world, you still can't beat COVID. Well, I absolutely agree with Arjun and I think we must take all precautions, listen to the government and take care of ourselves and the people around us. Arjun, let us get on the fight yes. card. It's so. Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad who has stepped up and taken a short notice fight on a main event. When Kamza Chimaev is out, Mr. Bilal Muhammad has stepped in. That's fight number one that we'll be speaking out. Angela Hill is on this card taking on Ashley oh, Yoder, which is interesting. And Ryan Span is on this card taking on Serkunov. Misha so, Serkunov. And let's not forget, bro, Ben Rothwell is coming back. The heavyweight Ben Rothwell has been fighting for what, another, like I think 800 years or so now? Uh, I around? think 834. Ah, 834 years. He's, he comes from that same mold, you know, who's from the old school heavyweight division. I think now that uh, Junior Dos Santos and Alistair Overeem have been released by the UFC, I think he's one of the last few oldies in that division. Absolutely, yes. I mean, he may be an oldie, but man, this guy is dangerous. So let us have these three or four fights. Ben Rothwell versus Philip Linz. Now, I don't know. I see the thing is that I'm not very well aware. There are a lot of new prospects coming into the division. But whenever that heavyweight division shows up, 
Trust me, they can all knock you out. So we're going to talk about a couple of fights now, guys, before we go to the main events. So the main two fights that uh, Sumish and I will be picking are Leon Edwards against Belal Mohammed, Ben Rothwell versus Philip Linz, and we will talk about Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder. We're going to be picking super. these three. We're going to be picking these three. Okay, Sumesh, come on. Time. Team Chips Ooh. versus Team Kamra. What are your picks? Okay, so Team Kamra will go for Ashley Yoder. Ashley Yoder? Achha, why? <laughs> well, I personally feel she is going to upset the ever so versatile Angela Hill. So I'm okay. picking Ashley Yoder. Okay, guys, please note this. Uh, team Kamra has picked Ashley Yoder. Team Chips will take Angela Hill. She's a dynamic striker. She's got great movement. She's getting better and better and better since ever since we saw her in the Ultimate Fighter. Stop promoting she's, her. She's, I'm not promoting. I like her. Plus, she's damn cute also. But anyway. <laughs> uh, no, Angela Hill. I think I've got this for Angela Hill. So, I'm going to pick Angela Hill. Awesome. So, that is Angela Hill for Team Chips. And, and moving, Ashley Yoder Ashley for, for Team Kamra. Okay, moving to the heavyweights now. is Ben Rothwell versus Philip Lins. What do you got, Sumesh? Um, so see, Arjun, I think Ben Rothwell is a revived fighter, even though he's a little late in his career. I think mm-hmm. he has revived himself. He's moving much better. His boxing has become absolutely fantastic. I'm going to go with a veteran Ben Rothwell for this one. I'm calling it Philip Lynn's second round knockout. Oh, wow. That is absolutely you know, precise. See, ben Rothwell, Ben Rothwell, as great as he is, he's uh, one thing that I may not be counting for is his toughness. He's tough as nails. He's ridiculously difficult to knock out. But then again, it's also his age. Age is catching up and these new heavyweights are so fast and ridiculously smooth. I think the sport is, is growing beyond him. And, I, you know, as long as I love Ben Rothwell, he's, he's a real old school stud. But I think uh, Linz takes it. So, Team Kamra says Ben Rothwell. Team Chip says Philip Linz. And now, quickly, moving on to our main event. Who you got, Somesh? Um... <clears throat> Excellent question. I feel Bilal Mohammed has nothing to lose out here. He's going to be very aggressive. He's going to feel out Leon Edwards uh, maybe a round, round and a half. I feel Leon Edwards is very, very well-rounded. He's got very crisp striking. And once he takes it to the ground, it's going to be a beating for Bilal Mohammed. So I'm going to go with the man who stays on the card, Leon Edwards. I agree with Sumesh on this one. We are both picking Leon Edwards. Leon has, I think it's his time is now. He's waited in the wings for long enough. That fight with Kamsa Chimaev has dropped off twice this year. And I think he's, he's pissed off. He's angry. He wants to make a point. And if he does that in emphatic fashion, he can't be denied a title shot. So I'm picking Leon Edwards as well. But awesome. now let's choose how I think Leon ends it in the second round. So, I cannot pick on that. I wouldn't want to go down that route, but I would say Leon Edwards <laughs> takes it. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's just rewind. It's going to be Leon Edwards for Team Chips and Team Camera. It's going to be Ben Rothwell for Team Camera and Philip Linz for Team Chips. It's going to be Ashley Yoder for Team Camera and Angela Hill for Team Chips. Absolutely, guys. So, place your bets. Do not forget to find us and tag us on IBM at IBM podcast on Instagram at and if you want to tag us individually, my handles are at Arjun underscore Chipalkati on Instagram and at Mystic Chipal on Twitter. You can tag me on Somesh.camera on Instagram and Somesh underscore camera on Twitter. And guys, don't forget to like, share and subscribe to at IBM podcast. Also tune in to IBM podcast for many more podcasts like these in every kind of sport. We're going to give a shout out to the awesome Cyrus Brocha, who's always a sport. And he was so cool to allow us to be on his show for the first time. It was such an amazing one. Guys, go back and watch those. 
please check out our page on Spotify on all your podcasting platforms at IBM Podcast. This has been an awesome time, Somesh. This has been a great interview with Mohammed Farhad. And guys, do not forget to follow Mohammed Farhad. He's representing India at Brave 47. So guys, please go out and wish him all the best of luck. We want him to win. You can catch Brave 47 on Brave CF. It's happening on the 11th of March. And our very own Mohammed Farhad is taking on Pakistan's Karimi on that card. We have predicted a second round knockout. Let's see how this goes. Okay, guys, don't forget to tune in to at IBM Podcast. Check us out, The Fighting Goat, Episode 2. Let's catch us on Instagram, social media. We will all see you next week. Signing off is Mystic Chips and the Superhuman Cabra. Thoda zyada ho gaya. Chalo, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>